Yeah. We living in a world where social media, attention is a big thing. And we tend to gravitate to these things and hoping that they would be there for us forever, but it's only temporary. Tell me you gon' ride for me. 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 People, what's going on? Welcome to the Love Thy Neighbor podcast. This is episode three. Three, however you want to call it, we here. And uh, my name is Wilton, and this is Angelica, my co-host, and we're happy to have you guys again. Um, if you watched the second episode, the Kirk Franklin-ish, we appreciate you. Even if you watched the first episode, we appreciate you. Um, shouts out to uh, our support, um, Walker Studios and Anchor. And uh, today we got a special episode, you know. Um, I don't know if you guys heard that um, back in the day that Missy song, It's This Lady's Night, and it, you know. Okay, so listen, we have a very special guest, and uh, I'm going to just let Angelica take it away from here. Yes, so I am very excited about our guest today. This is my good friend slash roommate, Mariah. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you, Mariah. So yes, I'm Mariah, Angelica's roommate, and I'm honored to be here. Just a little bit about myself. I came here from Richmond, um, attended VCU, got my major in forensic biology, stayed here. Um, I felt a call to just be here and stay here, so I'm planning at the Life Church RVA where I serve in ministry I serve on staff so um, that's just a little bit about me I don't know if y'all want me to go into more detail but um, yeah. that's just kind of some well uh, yes um, I'll tell you a little bit about um, I guess how we met yeah um, so we met through a mutual friend uh, one of our good friends Natasha uh, shout out to her if she's listening or watching <laughs> but anyways yeah we met through a mutual friend and you were actually commuting yes, to work I from was. Fredericksburg to here um, <laughs> and I was in the process of moving out um, and so we were in the same life group mm -hmm. and, as well and I was just like hey you want to be my roommate and three years <laughs> later we've been living together ever since yes. um, and also another thing about Mariah that a lot of people notice is she is a fashionista right, right. as you can <laughs> see uh, ever everyone notices that <laughs> about her but yeah so I wanted to bring her on today just to ask her a few questions about some of the things she's doing and some of the things she's done um, so one of the things that she has is her ministry, Finding Freedom. Mm -hmm. So Mariah, can you tell us a little bit about that? So yeah, the idea came, I want to say about two years ago, I was sitting with some friends and we were just talking and I really felt like a lot of times, you know, people, we in the church, we tell people, you know, you need to be, stop being gay, stop smoking, stop drinking, stop having sex. But it's like, people don't really create a space for people to have real, real open and honest dialogue and really walk with people and disciple them into their freedom. It's just like, come to the altar, I'm gonna pray with you, then be on your merry way and stop sinning. But I really wanted to like create a space where people can share their stories and get both spiritual and practical tools to kind of walk out their freedom in Christ. Cause we are all as believers are called to freedom 
freedom and I really feel like sometimes we don't get the fullness of that mm -hmm. because we don't have people to help shepherd them into their freedom so yeah yeah that's really good so with that you hosted a virtual conference last year I did. tell us about that and how because originally it wasn't supposed to be yes. virtual mm -hmm. but then COVID happened so yes. tell us about that so yeah honestly I didn't think it was gonna happen God gave me the vision I was like okay COVID hit I was like bruh like you know plan shut down I had the um the venue booked um but I was like you know if God if you gave me the vision I'm gonna push through and do it so I decided to help hold it virtual and it was three nights um the first night was about breaking generational curses the second night was about um just overcoming sexual issues from lust to pornography to homosexuality so we really dug deep and I had three people on the panel who kind of shared their story two young ladies who dealt with um rape and molestation and overcame homosexuality and another my um, mom's fiance he for a long time um, you know dealt with fornication and sleeping around before mm -hmm. he came to Christ so he kind of shared his story and then the last um, day we had a panel of mental health professionals where they kind of gave their truth and insight um, about how um, people can break the barriers of anxiety depression and um, kind of fear and we kind of um, dug into that so it was a great event I really just wanted to host a space where people can give their perspective and kind of share insight um, and a lot of them have journeyed through the things that they talked about so I just wanted to host um, different people and give different perspectives I know I don't um, you know share everyone's experience so I just wanted to give people the space to be able to share their truth and their testimonies and help other people yeah, yeah. that's good I think that's really needed there's a lot of stuff you said stuff mm -hmm. just coming to my mind you've been talking I was like I'm, I'm gonna sit here there's some stuff she's saying is very good um, can you speak a little bit about like generational curses, mm -hmm. how that really impacts people. I think a lot of people don't um, really understand how deep that is. Yeah. As Christians, we know that stuff mm -hmm. is spiritual, but if you can kind of like break that down to the people. Right, so I think a lot of people deal with generational curses. They either see it and just be like, okay, I'm gonna just deal with that. Like for instance, for my family, like there's a strong line of addiction mm -hmm. um, and a sexual, you know, sexual perversion and stuff like that. So um, for me, mm -hmm. like a lot of people think when you just come into Christ, those things just automatically break. But sometimes it takes um, real intentionality and real partnering with God to, um, you know, just break those things in the spirit because a lot of it is rooted in, rooted spiritually and a lot of times, like, you know, we see those things but we don't have the wisdom to really um, dig in the spirit room and break those things. So, um, generational curses can look um, different for everybody. Um, some people is like they dealt a line of um, murder. Some people it's a line of poverty. So, mm -hmm. for everybody it's different. It's just learning how to um, really hone into what you're dealing with in your bloodline and really partnering with God to break that thing because, um, I really believe there's freedom in Christ, but I think a mm -hmm. lot of times we don't, um, you know, just really press in to break the cycles that we see in our family. Yeah, and it's crazy that you said it because earlier uh, I was just talking to a brother of mine who was dealing with, you know, those type of issues to where it's like, he was like, well, how do you deal with, like, your, your, what's your coping mechanism? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, because he was like, with me, it's kind of like, you know, with just like drinking mm -hmm. or whatever, or it may be like smoking, whatever the case may be. Right. And I told him, I was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, one of those things where you're like, all right, I don't want to seem so churchy, you know, <laughs> right. but at the same time, it's like the Holy Spirit is like, listen, yeah, you better tell them what's right. real. And I'm like, yeah. but God, you know, you have mm -hmm. a conversation with, mm -hmm. all right, listen, Lord, mm -hmm. but if I tell them, like, I really want to tell them, he's going to be like, all right, all right, bro, don't be preaching to me. It's like, bro, I, I say stuff because I love you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I care more about your spirit and your soul. And I was telling him things I would tell him. It's like, we as human beings, we can tend to um, try to seek vices, whether it be, 
whatever we may deal with. Mm-hmm. Some people deal with, with uh, like you said earlier, like porn addiction, lust, mm-hmm. or um, somebody with alcohol, right. you know, and mm-hmm. or even getting high. Mm-hmm. But after all those things, you've done all those things, mm-hmm. you come back down. Mm-hmm. And I was letting them know that, like, listen, the truth of the matter is, is like people need Jesus. Yes, like they, they really need to know the real Jesus, facts. not this. Not this European painted Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> that's another, that's another topic. Yeah, exactly. But they need the real Jesus. They really need to understand that the reason why he's called the Prince of Peace is mm-hmm. because he's to give you peace that surpasses yes. all understanding. That's but in their mind, it's just like they view Christianity as let me go ahead and look at how this Christian treated mm-hmm. me and this is how Jesus right. is. And yeah. it's like, bro, how would you like it if somebody said, oh, this is how you are towards me based off your people mm-hmm. I, I, and people don't see that right, it's like yeah. how are you going to base yeah. how I am how off of how a family mm-hmm. member may be right. you know and I feel like that even goes with generational curses because I have people in my family mm-hmm. I love them right. but I know that when like me and my mom we may come around you mm-hmm. know it's kind of like put this drink away right, yeah. you know or, let me let me make sure oh mm-hmm. Lord, here they come <laughs> like with me okay so with me they're a little bit more like all right Relax. you know will will is more <laughs> right, yeah. really, you know but i think with, with my mom you know my mom you know she come from the time before before so it's kind of more so uh the way she carries herself mm-hmm. You know, like she, you know, and I'd be talking to her like, you know, mom, right. you know, meet them where they at. Because <laughs> yeah. I know they could, yeah. we all have family members that, you know, <laughs> they're affected by yeah. these generational yeah. curses. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that was a good thing yeah. that you said. Yeah. And I agree. I'm like that too. Like, don't feel like, I'm not Jesus. Don't feel like you have to be any less different. And Jesus wants your truth. So don't feel like you have to change around me. So I'm also an advocate for that. Like, not like, I know you're drinking, but like. I'm here for your truth. Jesus wants to meet you where you are. You don't feel like I have to feel like you have to change to, um, you know, find him. Like, just be who you are. So I definitely agree. Yeah, um, having to try to clean mm-hmm. clean up. Right, How yeah. can I do clean up yeah. myself so he right, will accept yeah. me? So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that's good. Um, like, two things, like that whole people cleaning up for you, like mm-hmm. when you step in. Um, I actually experienced that in high school because when I was 16, that was when I, you know, gave my life to Christ. And so I was never like a bad mm-hmm. teenager right. or anything, but I carried myself differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I was in, you know, like 11th, 12th grade, I'd get around my friends and mm-hmm. they'd be like, oh, let's let's put this away. Angelica's right. here. <laughs> <laughs> put all this stuff away um but yeah so you know there was that but also well as you said like you know when you had to your friend asked you that question Mm -hmm. um they they knew they still knew like (coughs) excuse me your presence and i think for me i also had an experience kind of like that like a week or so ago um when one of my friends she just randomly asked me um because me i advocate for celibacy Mm -hmm. a lot and so especially as a single woman and a single christian woman and she had you know just asked me about it one day she was like hey you know i'm you know thinking about you know doing that and so you know she asked i was like okay well she was like can i ask you a few questions and i was like yeah go ahead and she asked me a slew of questions (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, okay, well, you know, let me sit on this for a little bit because I wanted to give her, you know, an honest answer. But at the same time, I 
kind of felt how you felt well when you were like you know I don't want to get too preachy mm-hmm. um, so as I was sitting on those questions I was thinking of my response and I was like you know I don't want to get too deep but right, right. at the same time mm-hmm. it was like you know I, I had this moment with God and he was like you know but this could be the chance mm-hmm. where like this person mm-hmm. could mm-hmm. really like mm-hmm. see the Jesus in you mm-hmm. just True. as you you know mm-hmm. I, um, expressed and so I sat with those questions and, you know, there were things, there were vul- vulnerabilities that I, you know, felt like getting out. But then I was like, no, nah, I don't, don't want to, mm. you know, express all mm. of that. But then at the end of the day, I was like, you know what, this could help someone be set free. Mm. So I expressed them to her. And you know what? Like, it was like, whatever happens, happens, you know. I I still trusted her with everything. But at the same time, it was like, you know what, this could help her, Mm -hmm. if not her, like... Mm -hmm. I'm at the end of the day I'm still not doing this you know just for her but I'm doing this to show God you know how much he's um, grown in me and how right. much my life has changed yeah. since then yeah. and people so, need the truth is what the system for yeah. so it's just like it's important to just you know sometimes let down our guard and being like oh well they might see us as churchy but it is what it is like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I want to just Definitely. add one more small thing um, before you move on Angelica mm-hmm. you said something about um, the 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 sexual um, like like addiction things that people may go through. Um, speak a little bit about that, like a how, because I feel like that that has a big hold on the family mm-hmm. as well. Um, if you like, you know, expound on that. What you said earlier about oh me yeah yeah oh, yeah, 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 yeah okay well, man. Yeah, guess. <laughs> no so yeah I think a lot of times um and generational crisis can enter dif- differently I think for some people it could be trauma mm. for some people it can be sin like you know some people just um you know have the sin and then for some people um I think it enters different ways and I think um sometimes like us a, a sexual stronghold can be strong and it really takes strong boundaries um you know and you ha- also have to detach from what you're kind of like you know drawn to so like um for me when i dealt with lust it was like okay you need to separate yourself from these people that you're lusting for so you can break free from it so i think a lot of times um you know we just really have to be intentional about like getting to the root of why that curse is there Mm -hmm. um so i know some people that they went through um sexual molestation and that kind of runs in their family so they really had to do that deep work and getting healing for within themselves so they can break that cycle and cause that spirit to be broken out of their um life and uh, that person um from that sexual experience like they their parent before them was molested and they dealt with you know just lust Mm -hmm. you know and sleeping with different men so it it took some inner healing Mm -hmm. personally for them to kind of break that chain off their family so yeah and i think a lot of people in families um it's like um it's like don't ask don't tell yeah facts. it's like if you know so-and-so uh was sleeping with so-and-so in the family don't say mm-hmm. anything. i think especially quiet. in black families it, it's heavy it's yeah, heavy. <laughs> heavy i can say it's heavy mm-hmm. for for where i come from mm-hmm. um you know in, in my family you know i'm not gonna go in too deep but it's you know it's kind of one of those things like oh wow like they have kids together. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. I did. Ain't so so married. They, they, okay, you know. <laughs> yo, hey, hey, you know. It, it you right. know, it is what yeah. it kind of, it is right. what it is. It's I just, yeah, just uh, pray for them. But I think the biggest thing, and I think what you said earlier about the the celibacy thing as Christians, you know, 
um, because I'm an advocate for that too. Yes. Um, by the grace of God, yes. it's by the grace of now. His Holy Spirit that has been keeping me when I could not keep myself, but yes. because I can't keep Won't myself, he, but he keeps me. Won't you understand what I'm saying? He keeps me. Like Angelica said prior in the episode, we're going to pray for Will because he. It's not about me. It's, it's about our time. Keep guess. playing. Keep go praying ahead. for go ahead. Go ahead. brother. Will. I've been doing well. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I want to keep uh, you. Yes. <laughs> so let's see. Um, can you share, Mariah, and I guess Will also, and I'll share as well, mm -hmm. um, some of your own personal experience about finding freedom and how you managed to get through that? So, so many things. I think one of my biggest was social anxiety, anger, mm. depression. Um, I come from a line of people that um, dabbled in witchcraft and new age, so breaking free from that, um, and so many other things, sexual perversion, lust. Um, so for me, it was like a lot of things, and it really took me being planted in a house. Um, I found my previous church, I want to say over 10 years ago, and it was a deliverance ministry where I really got the um, understanding of how I need to break free, and I had, um, you know, just some accountability around me to help me push into that freedom. Um, definitely some prayer warriors around me to um, give me the tools. It took a season of fasting and prayer and just really surrendering all to God. I really had to realize that if I want to be free, I really have to commit my all to God and not give the enemy, enemy a doorway to my life. Um, it also took count going to counseling. Um, I know a lot of times we just like to pray things away, but sometimes it takes sitting with someone to be able to get to the root of the issue that you're going through. And it really also took me a season of isolating myself from um, some of the triggers um, from family members that kind of mm -hmm cause that pain so it was really a season of real, real intentionality where I just really partnered with the Holy Spirit and it was a process I want, want people to understand that deliverance and freedom is sometimes a process it's not always a one one moment altar call sometimes God will take you through a season of sanctification will he'll like prune you from all of the hurts and trauma that you've been through so that's a, just an overview of my journey through freedom yeah and you see you said so much things. It's very profound. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm growing in my vocabulary profound. You know? um, <laughs> um, it's just it's the fact that let's just talk about the Holy Spirit, just mm -hmm. like his power. Mm -hmm. um, you said about fasting mm -hmm. because fasting is like I came to a place to where I'll always be like, all right, God, I want to go fast when it's time for the church to fast. Right, like yeah. when you do the little, mm -hmm. and other than that, <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm going to be eating fast mm -hmm. food. Mm -hmm. um, so, but the Holy Spirit is dealing with me because it's just like, I, I came to the place to where I actually set aside a day mm -hmm. weekly mm -hmm. to where I'm fasting, okay. to where I'm just like getting into to the word. And mm -hmm. I think, I think, and one thing you, you said something about, um, social right you said what you said about being social social anxiety, social anxiety. Social anxiety yep. i think like social media can play a big part when mm -hmm. it comes to social anxiety mm -hmm. of comparison mm -hmm. um because mm -hmm. that's another thing i was talking to my brother before this podcast about how people don't really show them their true colors mm -hmm. on uh, instagram Definitely. or facebook they yeah. just filter it up exactly you know what i'm saying um and like yo make it look like everything is full mm -hmm. so i can be transparent with with, with you guys you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <laughs> on social media so y'all can see clearly you know i filter <laughs> my beard good because it's not in agreement <laughs> that's what i'm trying to say so my angles have to awesome. be a certain way so that the people can know like oh that Oh, look like it's full. But this picture don't look like it's full. Um, but the thing about the Holy Spirit is 
and, and you know he exposes so it's like mm -hmm. an example like being on this podcast it's like i can't hide it there's not enough filtering mm -hmm. that my brother tim could do <laughs> to fill in those gaps but what god does he fills in those gaps mm -hmm. of our life that we try to filter. You said I just, mm -hmm. said I just trained us. Won't he? Won't he just use it? He, he would use the okay. disconnect yes. to connect yes. it. <laughs> um, my Bible says when two or three are gathered, it's about three of us <laughs> together. Um, it's the fact that the Holy Spirit would just like, even when you feel like what you said earlier with this social anxiety, you feel mm -hmm. like, I don't want people you know to look at me a certain way or Definitely. I don't want to show my insecurity. Because mm -hmm. I, I could be honest, I am insecure when I see When I see full beards and I'm like, God, I want to grow to that. But he's like, I got you at this stage and this level. And if you will be faithful and combing that thing mm -hmm. while you're here, I may or may not, but I may allow it to grow. But if it doesn't, I'm still good. And that's one thing I had to learn, even with the whole social anxiety, mm -hmm. because that's no, it's real. We have insecurities about mm -hmm. ourselves, you know, and I just want people to to know that, like where you may feel insecure about, like. Your security is not found in your brokenness, but Definitely. in who Christ is. Yes. And if you don't know him, that mm -hmm. he wants to get to know you because mm -hmm. he loves you that much, mm -hmm. even if you have a situation like me. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> you know, and uh, would you like to explain? You know, was that your stronghold that you broke from? <laughs> <laughs> so Mariah said earlier about, you know, it's a process. <laughs> I'm still trying to. I'm still trying to cope with it. This is, you know, I'm still trying to walk because the Lord is walking with me. Yeah. He's he, he's really he's walking, walking with, with me. Yeah, so he's been working on me. So that, that was my struggle. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. That was that was great. <laughs> well, for me, I think um, two of my biggest things I had to break free from. Um, well, one of the things that you and I, I feel like you and I bonded over, mm -hmm. um, like you said, was ad addiction in mm -hmm. your family. Um, and I know you experienced that with your dad. Yeah. I myself, I experienced that with my mother. Um, and so having to break free from not just the hurt and the abandonment that it caused in my life, um, but just getting through that and like as you said finding freedom mm -hmm. um so i did that with god um and so i felt like i grew in that area but i i needed more mm -hmm. because all of that was causing so much more anxiety mm -hmm. and so i started going to therapy yes. but it took a while because i was starting to have you know panic attacks and these were panic attacks that I had experienced since I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. And so when I met with my doctor, she was like, okay, you have depression and you know, you have anxiety and mm -hmm. some depression. I want to put you on this medication. And so I tried a couple different medications, but I knew that I didn't want to be dependent mm -hmm. on medication mm -hmm. just because, you know, that addiction right and so it wasn't that I felt like I wanted to be addicted mm -hmm. I was going to I just right. didn't want to have that dependency right. on it and so I finally I was like okay fine like I'll find a therapist <laughs> and so I had some friends kind of you know help me with that and or I asked them about it and actually found a therapist and I've been in therapy for about two years now and actually in my last session this past week I was talking to my therapist um about because I had been talking to her more about my anxiety and sometimes I have like bouts of depression mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. where I know I'm getting depressed and so I was talking to her about that and about my anxiety 
and I was telling her she was tell she was asking me about um kind of how I was growing up mm -hmm. um and so I was telling her about you know that first panic attack I recall mm -hmm. having and I was telling her that it happened when I was about nine or ten and I was like I don't really know what was she I was like I don't know what caused mm -hmm. it I was like I went to church with my dad and you know I came home and that night I was I was going to sleep but I was like shaking mm -hmm. and you know I was breathing really hard mm -hmm. and I was just scared and I was asking my mom you know not to leave because she was about to go to work mm -hmm. And so um, my dad was like, it's okay, just, you know, come in the bed and come lay down with me. And so I was like, okay, so I, I laid down with my dad and he was like, well, you know, he had, he didn't know what was going on either. Mm -hmm. And my mom was getting ready to go to work. So he was like, I, I'll just pray for you. And so mm -hmm. he started, you know, praying over me. Um, and then I just went to sleep. But when I was talking to my therapist about that this past week, she was like, well, you know, what was going on in your home? Mm -hmm. Like, what was that? What was that like? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I mean, my parents, they were arguing like we had moved mm -hmm. to like a completely different side of town. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I grew up with, you know primarily white kids right, and now yeah. I'm on the south side of Richmond, mm -hmm. Richmond with all these black kids and I was like you know there was a culture shock right. and like you know my parents are arguing we're living you know in the hood and I'm like <laughs> I don't know like there was so much going on definitely and then she pointed out she was like that's you know could that have been a mm -hmm. reason why you started experiencing mm -hmm. those panic attacks and that anxiety um, and so I say that because sometimes you know we we call on you know Christ like as you said mm -hmm. you know he he is our you know our helper mm -hmm. and our peace but sometimes we need those other people to yes. kind of come in mm -hmm. and you know really like help us to talk through yes. some things mm -hmm. um, so one of the things I'm still trying to you know break free from and manage is my anxiety mm -hmm. Because one of the things my therapist says is there is no cure for anxiety. Mm -hmm. There's just ways you kind of cope with it mm -hmm. and manage it. Yeah. And one of the things she pointed out to me as well was, um, I feel like I'm giving y'all free therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so but she was saying that, um, you know, there's there's no cure for it. Mm -hmm. like, like I said, you know, you just, you know, cope with it um, and, you know, try to manage it. And so, you know, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> but, yeah, basically that um, and that, you know, there's, you know, so many ways to kind of, you know, get through what you're. Oh, I remember now. <laughs> she said that um, sometimes, you know, we're scared of our anxieties and there are things that we don't want to deal with. Mm -hmm. But she said, what if you sat with your anxiety mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. really like dealt with it mm -hmm. head on? And it scared me because I was like, no, I don't, <laughs> don't want to do that. Right, I don't yeah. want to sit with right. the things that scare mm -hmm. me. Um, but she was kind of like, you know, well, what would happen right. if you did, if mm -hmm. you just sat with it and, mm -hmm. you know, faced it head mm -hmm. on, what's the worst that could yeah. happen? And I was like, I don't know, but I was like, it's just the point of just getting mm -hmm. there that can sometimes be the hardest. Right. But, you know, you won't find freedom mm -hmm. if you don't confront it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that was definitely one of mine. Yeah. And I, I like I love that um, point that you made 
um, about how you're always kind of will deal with certain issues. So I think it's like sometimes even when you find freedom, it's like um, like you you might still be tempted with lust. It doesn't mean that you're not free. But sometimes I think we have to realize and understand that like we'll always be tempted with those things, but we still can find um, the freedom and the fullness in Christ. Like you know, David talked about how he was anxious in moments in his walk with God. Um, but when you really trust in the One who created you and understand that He's walked with you, you realize that you have a power over those things and you don't have to succumb to those temptations or that stronghold that once. Um, you know, conquered you in the past. So, Paul said this. This is what he said. Mm-hmm. This is what he said, people. And, and you said something about David. Now, mm-hmm. now David, that's my boy. Mm-hmm. I relate to him so much. Mm-hmm. I, you know, though I'm not a king, but I, I am in the image <laughs> of the King of Kings um, and the Lord of Lords. I am royalty um, because of Christ. Um, Paul said this, and I get back to David. But Paul said this. He said, "The good I should do, I don't mm-hmm. do. Nevertheless, you know, it's it's really that that sin that's living in, within mm-hmm. me, it's within this flesh. And I believe we all, I believe Paul dealt with the, the same things we deal with: exactly. depression, anxiety. Mm-hmm. He was shipwrecked. He was flogged. Now, the ministry of flogged being <laughs> flogged is a whole nother different story. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I feel that on this walk um, as being Christians, um, if you guys don't know by now, we are believers in the Lord um, but we, we we all have uh, you know real life experiences that we go through that can be challenging that can try to like knock us down like what you said earlier uh, with the with the whole lust thing you know our deliverance is in Christ so our identity is not in devices mm-hmm. of we what we may struggle with or what we've been through um, because uh, if I correct me if I'm wrong but uh, my Bible says I'm um, whom the sun sets free He's indeed free, free indeed. And so um, with that being said, knowing that, man, my identity is not in what I lack. And I think a lot of people will look at us as believers and say, let's get back to episode two. (laughs) Frankly, moment. uh, Hello. Like uh, Christians aren't supposed to do this or aren't supposed to do that. And that's another thing. And I don't mean to go on a tangent, but that's another thing that that really... uh, it, it really just caused my edges to, to go back because I don't have any right now. So as we wrap up, I just want to ask one last question and then we'll also respond. What would you like those listening who may be trying to break free from certain strongholds mm-hmm. to know? Um, just to understand that there's freedom in Christ. Um, like the Bible says, it's not in our own strength. I know um, Will alluded to that we don't overcome in our own strength. He said that the Holy Spirit was keeping him. So just understand that um, you have a power that is bigger than you, that is greater than you, that can break you free from whatever you're going through. I know a lot of times people just tell you to... Um, you know, go do this or go that, do that. But like, there is really power in Christ and really pursue a relationship with him. In my pursuit of Christ, um, I was able to take on the identity as a daughter. And in that, God began to strip me of all false identities. And I began to find true freedom in him as I connected with believers and as I really grew, grew, grew in my relationship with Christ. Yeah, definitely. And I would also say finding community. Uh, one of the big things for me was when we had joined that life group. Mm-hmm. It was honestly life changing because I 
you know, was able to um, be a part of a community of women that I, we all came from different backgrounds, but mm-hmm. we also had very so much similarities and things that, you know, we were experiencing as young women, as a bit older women, um, as far as like self-esteem and, you know, image and identity. Yeah. And so, you know, having that community of other women and just other people that you can talk to mm-hmm. um, in Christ that you can grow with and just not do it alone because you know we have Jesus and we have the Holy Spirit but sometimes we need a physical person and I do believe that God will place those people Mm -hmm. that you need in your life at just the right time you just have to look for them you know you have to be open Mm -hmm. to it you can't just you know be alone in your room yes for the rest of your life, how I, you know, <laughs> want to do sometimes. But as my therapist says, you know, you can't do that. You have to go out. You have to branch out. Um, and so, yeah. There's so much stuff that they're saying, y'all, that I'm literally about to go crazy right now. Because I am like, man, this is encouraging. I'm encouraged by this conversation. Um, but what y'all touched on is like community. I think... Um, a lot of people take community for granted. I know I did in my lifetime, in my life experiences, uh, taking community for granted and just being like, man, I'm good. And I think a lot of times, like as men, we struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll say we good, and deep down inside, mm-hmm. we really yeah, don't be good. <laughs> we, don't really be good. we don't really be good. Nah, we really don't. But but we don't want y'all to know that we ain't good because if we're vulnerable, then that makes us look like we're weak. And mm-hmm. I don't know where that came from i would say well i would say it's the world culture you know would say that men aren't supposed to cry men aren't supposed to you know show emotion what have you um but there was this guy in the word um who 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 cried um you might know the scripture that said jesus wept it's real short um he was god you know and when you think about him, it's like, man, if he could cry, then surely I could show my emotions. Surely I could talk and be open. And y'all said a lot about therapy. Mm-hmm. Therapy is, is very good because a lot of times in the church, it's kind of like, you just, just give it to Jesus and mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, pray it away. But not understanding, like, God put community there for a reason because he can speak within the community. When you, like I said earlier, two or three are gathered. The Lord is like, listen, y'all in agreement with me? I'm there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm showing up to the party. Mm-hmm. I I am, like, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but I was watching this <laughs> Kings of Comedy, right? <laughs> if y'all into comedy. And D.L. Hughley was talking about Jesus, right? <laughs> and he was like, uh, he was like, man, <laughs> you know, I want y'all to not take this literally, you know, but the way that he said it was funny. He was like, uh, man, I know Man, I, I know God, you know, like the party. I know that he down to earth because you look in the Bible, Jesus was at the wedding. And he was like, listen, normally I don't do this, but uh, you know, go ahead and keep the party going. He changed water to wine. But it just, seeing in that, it's like, man, like how God is, a lot of people look at him just like, he's just a person up in the mm-hmm. sky. He's not down to earth. I can't really relate to him. I don't really see how he can understand what it feels like to go through depression, anxiety, 
to go through all of these things. The scripture said Jesus was tempted on all causes that we face as human beings, mm -hmm. but he overcame it. Why? Because he's God. He has the power to do this. And then another thing, he says, nobody takes my life. I willingly lay that joint. I lay it down. Come on. If I lay it down, yeah. you're going to raise my right. cup. Exactly. That's what he said. That's what the scripture <laughs> said. So we have to look at that like, for our, as far as like depression, as far as like everything that we may go through, loneliness, because there's times I struggle with loneliness, mm -hmm. loneliness, excuse me. I struggle with it. There's times where I'm like, yo, I'm good to be in my mouth, you know, in you know, my little encamp and the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. like, get your butt up. We're going to go out and you're going to surround yourself with people. You said godly community. That's a big mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. You can easily surround yourself with anybody. Mm -hmm. People that Make sure it's the right people. <laughs> you got to make sure it's the right people because people can lead you down the wrong path. And, and I mm -hmm. think you said said it earlier, especially it's a spiritual thing. People have a form of godliness, but what they do? They're not a power that you hit oh, man. Listen, listen, y'all. It has been a great episode. We yes. have a great time. We appreciate Raya. Thanks for having Come me, y'all. Thank you. Make sure you uh, follow us, and also you can follow Mariah on Instagram, and also Finding Freedom RVA on Instagram yeah. as well to get plugged into that too. Yeah. Yes. What's your Instagram, by the way, so people can know? And um, so my personal Instagram is Mariah MC M Y R I A H M C, and then the Finding Freedom is Finding Dot Freedom dot rba man, man that's, a, that's <laughs> incredible and um yeah so as far as us where well, you can find us this is the love thy neighbor podcast and that's on instagram at love thy neighbor podcast and also on streaming platforms youtube all that good stuff we appreciate y'all for having us we appreciate your time and until next time folks peace